Hey, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to No Reservation from Nashville, Tennessee. Wesley Aaron and I am a Elvis tribute artist here in Nashville Tennessee Music City USA and I have been doing this for uh, well most of my life for the most part yeah from professionally since 19 but uh, took some time off but yeah this is what I do I love on people for a living and try to honor uh, Elvis Presley's legacy and uh, and try to honor him and uh, try to uh, just make the world a better place like he was trying to do and just love on people and try to be a light. That's about it. Beautiful. And thank you so much for taking some time out of the, the heat of the summer in Nashville. Yeah, it's a scorcher. It's a scorcher it's for a sure. It's a scorcher. The jumpsuits are hot. Yeah. Gabardine <laughs> does not breathe. Does not, Elvis was not known for wearing tank tops, no. so that doesn't help you. Yeah. The sweating is authentic yeah and of course you know podcast being audio only for the moment uh anybody who's listening doesn't know where we are so a big thank you for allowing us to interview here love to hear uh where are we tell everybody where we are well jennifer hobbs the owner of the rhinestone wedding chapel that's where we're at here in nashville tennessee she uh she said that we could use this facility we're not doing any weddings tonight so um we decided to to do it here, right in between all the air conditioner events. Beautiful. The air conditioner events and the and the altar. Yes. It's, it's, it's a, the altar it's a, sh- yeah. and, the, and, the and the chandelier that we stole from Little Rachi's. It's a, it's yeah. a spiritual interview, this <laughs> yes, one. Yes. So, um, kind sir, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about you and your origin stories. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What were your early years life? And... How on earth did you ever find your way to uh, becoming the person and the entertainer and uh, the entrepreneur and, and the contributor to the wedding and events industry that you are today? Love to hear that story. Take your time, uh, walk us through all of it uh, and share whatever you feel like sharing. For, for just a second there, you made me sound really important. I was, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, um, I started, uh, I guess, well, I'm born, I was born and raised here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a proud Nashville native. I love Nashville. Nashville has been good to me, and um, it's home. And um, I guess uh, from the, about five, my mother, um, uh, I was pretty sick growing up as a child. I spent most of my time from the age of, well, from 17 days old to 12, I was at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. Mm. I had some a pretty bad heart defect and um spent a lot of time in the hospital but the doctor said that he you know i had to get some exercise but not overdo it needed to do a focal like a focused exercise not Hmm. just running wild like most kids do but something with some discipline so uh, she put me in dance and i took dance for about five years tap ballet uh what they call jazz freestyle and from there, I started doing plays and musicals uh, through junior high and high school. Skip prom to do plays, 
quit football. As I got older, I got healthier and was able to uh, uh, do what most kids wanted to do, but uh, I just always wanted to uh, entertain people. And I would say uh, I blame all of that on Burt Reynolds and the Gatlin brothers, Larry, Steve, and Rudy Gatlin. So um, when I was five, uh, Burt Reynolds was doing a movie called WW and the Dixie Dance Kings, and my family decided to go downtown and see if they could get a peek of it. And um, my uh, parents went down there, and I would, we had just been to Cracker Barrel, the only Cracker Barrel there was <laughs> and uh, at the time. And um, ate, and back then you could buy a little like uh, Native American uh, headdresses and canteens that they would sell that was made at the reservation in Cherokee, North Carolina. So they put me in a headdress and I had a little canteen. And Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, and a couple other people, I think Don Williams even walked out. He was all, they were all in the movie. And Burt Reynolds looked at my dad and looked at me and um, pulled me out of the crowd, put me on his knee and um, Asked me what I was drinking. I said, imaginary coffee. <laughs> he told me I was a little actor. And I was like, huh? Okay. And so when we got back to the car, I, you know, I was five. I didn't know who this gentleman was. I asked my mom and dad. And my mother said, well, he makes believe for a living. He pretends for a living. He uh, cuts up. And, and I'm thinking to myself, every time I do that, I get in trouble. I'm going to be like him someday. I want to do what he does. And within six, eight months, a year, less than a year, uh, Larry Gatlin, who is uh, probably the greatest singer, he's my goat, hmm. um, moved uh, about three houses down from us. And my mother was an antique dealer. And um, his wife saw my mother, uh, his wife Janice, saw my mother doing a refinishing a dresser, stopped, and uh, they became friends, and um, our families became friends, and um, I got to go to the Opry one night backstage, got to meet everybody from, and the old timers and the people that really know country yeah. music will know these names. Um, Jerry Clowes and, and the Mandrell sisters and, um, all those famous people, Dolly, everybody. And uh, I heard him sing. And from that moment on, uh, once I heard Larry, Steve, and Rudy sing together, uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. All I've ever wanted to do. And that's what I pursued. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's probably 50 million guys in the world that try to honor Elvis Presley, and I love Elvis. Elvis has been good to me, and I loved him. I still love him. But there's no Larry Gatlin here, hmm. imitators hmm. or tribute artist. He is uh, he's amazing. Uh, that's a beautiful story. So, Thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's kind of interesting, you know, coming down in Nashville and, and talking to people, at least the people that I get to meet, 
it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people who are in Nashville who are really from Nashville. Is that a fact, or is that just because that's the places that I'm hanging out? I think I'm one of the few holdouts. Yeah. You know, I, it's beautiful. It was home. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. And I remember Nashville when we had two skyscrapers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had the Life and Casualty Building, and we had the American General Building. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we didn't have anything else. Yeah. It was just, you know, a small town, and... Um, and I've watched it go from that to being a big city yeah. in no time, and especially since 2018. Yeah. It's really grown since 2018. Yeah. What was the catalyst then? I mean, again, you know, you and I were talking a little off air about what I do for a living, and and you know, everything that I do is centered around the hospitality and tourism industry, hotels and restaurants, and mostly about the people and how we can find and and retain really great people and. And how those people can navigate their way, you know, through a career that is definitely demanding, but that could really, you know, help them achieve the things they want to achieve in their life. So from my perspective, Nashville is such a fascinating city because so much of its growth has been centered around entertainment, hospitality, sports, attractions, concerts, music. I mean, all of that really actually collectively falls into that kind of hospitality and tourism business. So it's it's fascinating to watch. So yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective on what was that catalyst? What what changed that that really spurred on all this growth? Well, I think at for the most part, we've always been uh we're pretty central mm -hmm. in the south. Yeah. Um we evolved through music, of course. Yeah, you know, um, the Bradley Brothers on uh, on Music Row and uh, Rose Acuff Publishing and BMI and uh, all the comp the music labels were here, and so we, uh, being um, most of those record labels were owned by bigger companies, right. whether it be New York or out in California. Yeah. Um, a lot of those labels would send people here. People like um, from Bakersfield, another place would come to Nashville. That's about as far as California to here. Yeah. And then people, of course, um, you have uh, so many great Canadian singers that yeah. come down here yeah. um, to do their music. And, and um, it was just, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And with that, the city kind of built around that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we our sports teams, we um, we only had AAA baseball for yeah. a long time with the Sounds, yeah. and from that we got the Titans and the Predators and the uh, the soccer, yeah. and it's just um, I, I kind of think of it, and this might not sound right, but it's kind of like um, I look at the growth from the beginning to the end like a flower. It huh. just kind of just kept spreading. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And all the industries. Yeah. Um, a lot of corporate in, uh, yeah. industries moved here. Yeah. Dell, Bridgestone, yeah. Um, a, a lot of companies yeah. uh, moved here. Uh, cost of living is very low. Yeah. Everybody is still pretty friendly here. Yeah. Um, it's a, I've always said when you come to Nashville, you're always home. Absolutely. No matter if you live a thousand miles away, when yeah. you're in Nashville, you're home. Yeah. For the most part, we know that the people that come here uh, and spend their time here, their vacation, their money, um, it is, uh, it's because of the 
people that come here, the tourists and everybody else that comes here, for whether it be music or sports or whatever, um, it it gives us a, a career. It yeah. gives us a lot. Of, you know, we're able to pay our bills as entertainers, yeah. as a wedding chapel. Yeah. Um, and I'm very thankful that um, even though we've grown, we probably, I mean, gotten so much bigger in the last three or four years, especially after the pandemic. We really just kind of just, just yeah. nonstop. Um, I think that uh, we still haven't lost that that part of us that makes us different than other cities. We absolutely. still are like a hometown. Yeah, absolutely. I can attest to that. The, yeah. the hospitality here is genuine. Yes. It's heartfelt. It's people are saying hello and welcome, and and everybody's always always you know making you feel comfortable. It's a, I think it's a, an amazing well, place to come and visit. And sadly, they don't do that everywhere, but they should. They don't. You know, no, they don't. They do. No, they should, absolutely. Though. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I've kind of come to learn about Nashville that, I, you know, I think is it's harder for people on the outside, the further away you get from it, the harder it is to see is, you know, there's a reputation here for obviously the, the history of country music, but this is really music city more broadly, oh, yeah. the, the business of music, but also yeah. the culture of music, yeah. the artists, the venues, like the, everything you could possibly imagine is in Nashville. And I think it's, it obviously Nashville does really well by its country music, you know, reputation and history. And it's a huge part of the city. And, and, you know, one of the things that I personally love about it, but whenever people are asking me about why I like Nashville so much, I often say that like it is music city in a way that you can't understand unless you're there. And unless you, unless you walk around and get off the beaten track a little bit, and do a little bit of your research, so yeah. Well, I also believe, and I believe this all my heart, that no matter I've, here at the Rhinestone Wedding Chapel, I've done, I've done weddings from people all over the world. Yeah. I've done people from New Zealand, Australia, yeah. Denmark. Uh, I mean, everywhere, yeah. everywhere you can think. I've got a list at home, and I've done probably over seventy countries, wow. and um, and I believe uh, it's. Music is what joins all of us, yeah, no yeah. matter where you're from. Yeah. Um, one of the most amazing uh, things I ever saw, and of course this wasn't in Nashville, it was in the Keys yeah. at sunset. If you ever go to the Keys, go to the southernmost pier at sunset. Yeah. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. You, 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 don't, you won't understand it till you go. Yeah. But I saw different cultures and different religions and uh, all different makes uh, together and there was music playing and everybody was singing together as the sun was just melting into the horizon Yeah, and I was like and I was young but I was like this is uh, this is uh, special yeah. and it's it's because music joins us all and yeah. it's like if you go to the Grand Ole Opry yeah. you'll be the same way yeah. everybody will be there and it's it's entertainment it's, yeah. it's supposed to uh, the great thing about entertainment is is that uh takes you away from all the bad in the world for yeah. just a few minutes, gives Absolutely. you an escape. Absolutely. And lets you uh, experience uh, joy, yeah. Yeah. which is so hard to do when you're trying to make a living and pay your bills and totally. light traffic and yeah. everything. So, you know, I think uh, it's a very special thing. Totally. Very special. Yeah. It just, over the weekend, you know, in the on the big stages, I think at the Bridgestone, 
you know, 50 Cent was playing. Yeah. And then, you know, just down the street at the Nissan Stadium, well, you know, George Strait, Chris Stapleton, Little Big Town, like, that's, yeah. that is, I don't know, I'm going to say almost 100,000 people just going to see music Probably. in three or four city blocks yeah. on top of a normally crazy, busy Broadway anyway. So. It's like Vegas on steroids. Yeah, man. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. gotten, I mean, for the most part, unless I'm performing, and this is downtown, yeah. um, we locals kind of stay away. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. if you live in Orlando, you yeah. stay away from the Disneyland Absolutely. area. You Absolutely. know, all that. Totally. Disney World. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, um, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like we, when you see all those people uh, just swaying together. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. and it's just like they're they're all one at once. Yeah, totally. It's pretty amazing. And to go back to that about 50 Cent and, yeah. and the other guys all together in the yeah. same, you know, uh, it's because the the music publishing yeah. is so big in yeah. Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. whether it be from gospel to yeah. rock to yeah. rap, it's yeah. the music publishing is a huge industry here in Nashville. Yeah, it's the, it's the business of music that yeah. is at the core and all of yes. the other stuff you know flows from there but when we as 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 just appreciators of music we don't really get to see that which is why it's kind of it's it's hard to find that in nashville unless you're specifically looking for it and once you see it it's beautiful just to see all the different kinds of music and different kinds of people that kind of come here for that that music hub right yes sir the the whole show business the name itself show business there's a show part but there's the business part that most people don't see absolutely it needs to be we gotta we gotta find our way yeah um so love to hear how how so we heard about your love for music and your love for you know performance art and, and growing up and appreciating that and and kind of finding yourself in it you know and here we are in a wedding chapel and I'm going to go as far as saying this is a real destination wedding chapel. Yes, it is. People are not just stumbling over here. People are very intentionally coming here. This chapel is beautiful. Nashville is beautiful. Uh, you know, your your spirit and your presence here is incredible. Uh, how on earth did you find your way to doing this? Because what you do here is pretty impactful and pretty and pretty pretty powerful. And I think you should you know you should be proud of that. But love to hear how you how you found your way here thank you for those kind words i i um i can take no um credit it was all by mistake i was, <laughs> I, was uh, I was chasing a career as an actor and as a singer i wanted to originally like i said earlier um have a very uh powerful voice and do like um you know broadway or opera and mm. i, I studied that and wanted to do that and um uh i I won a little contest when i was 19 and it was uh i won it doing elvis and they wanted to put me on cruise ships and i said i can't get on a cruise ship i'm uh you know i get sick as a dog i won't be able to do anything (laughs) and and so uh, i kind of lost that i kind of had to when i couldn't fulfill the obligations to the uh the winner's uh obligations i tended to uh take second fiddle, got second prize instead. Uh, and um, from there, I just started acting and doing, um, you know, like everybody, start off whatever you can, extra work, um, uh, music videos, uh, whatever. And I was uh, not really, I was not really looking to do Elvis again 
um, in my life, um, but uh, it's always followed me. Mm. And I've always been kind of cornered, uh, like, this is what you should do. Mm. And uh, not to steer off a little bit, but I, I, I had a best friend that I met in my freshman year in college. And he was probably, um, the only way I can exp explain to you the type of man he was, if you ever watched Lord of the Rings or something, he was my Samwise. He, okay. was, he was just, he loved others more than he loved himself. Mm. He lived by the golden rule. He just was a wonderful human being. And he always said, uh, you need to do Elvis. And I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really, uh, I don't know if I'm good enough. And he was like, well, you're about as close as you're going to get. And you put the jumpsuits on and you love on people like you do and sing like you do and you'll be fine. And one of the last conversations I had, um, the last time I was able to talk to David, his name was David, which means beloved, by the way. I, um, uh, he had just arrived in Haiti. And uh, he was working down there for Compassion International. And he was about to go shoot some footage. And um, I had just left uh, a job, and I was just trying to find my way to find something to be passionate about again mm. in life. And he was like, Wes, you need to do Elvis. You need to just, you got the voice, and you've got the look, and you, you just need to do it. And the next morning, he was killed in the earthquake. Oof. And I just, out of, it took me a couple of years, but I just said, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it and see what would. So we started off small. We started doing nursing homes and, and other things. And I got cast in a movie called The Identical. If you've never seen The Identical, please watch that movie. It's <laughs> wonderful. Ray Liotta probably gives the performance of his life in this movie. It is wonderful. And he was wonderful. And, and Seth Green uh, was in it, and Ashley Judd, and just, uh, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's a story about dreams and father and son, and it's just a great movie. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to have a featured role in that. And uh, a couple of my friends, um, Linda and Chad, uh, uh, introduced me to the owner of the chapel at the time and said, we got a guy who do a great Elvis. You know, he looks a lot like him. He acts like him, and he dresses like him. And you're to hire him. So I came in, and um, she, uh, the lady's name is Brenda, who the original owner of the chapel. She, um, she hired me, and I started doing it. And about, you know, it just became repetitive. I was doing it, and I realized I'm not doing this for me. I'm mm. doing this for the couple, mm. and that's what's important because. If I build up, uh, you know, if I build up something for myself, it will just be there. But if I if I do for others, it will always last. So I just um, I started loving on people, and I, and like I said, I, I was very uh, loved as a child and surrounded because I was so sick. So I just tried to show all that I had growing up to others and let them know that you know uh, you're important, you're loved, you're you know you're special there's nobody else like you you're unique and and now you two have come together and you're going to be even greater as two become one and and i just kind of um fell in love uh with um loving on people 
and um, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think I've done some good. I think I've, um, which I hope I've done some good. I hope I've made their best day better. It's amazing. By uh, giving them, like Elvis said, the very best they can get. Yeah. And um, uh, when they leave here, they have great memories. Yeah. And they have a wonderful experience at their wedding. Yeah, it's amazing. And because, you know, everybody's going to have hard days. Yeah. So if you look back at your wedding day yeah. and laugh and have a good time. Yeah. And while I'm on that, I, I, I don't do this. Uh, I do this more for ministry than yeah. I do for, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just trying to love on people and try to, uh, yeah. like I said, make their day better. I don't really, um, I don't compare myself to him. Yeah. Elvis was Elvis, and there's yeah. only one Elvis. Yeah. Uh, but I do try to honor him. That man um, went through a lot in his life, sure did. and he suffered a lot. And the last thing I would want to do is make a mockery of his image. I take it very seriously. Yeah. I take these, this, you know, the couple's day very seriously. We try to, uh, I try to act and love on them like I think Elvis would, because yeah. he, you know, he was. He was a great, you know, he loved people and he loved giving and he loved giving of himself. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's been, um, it's been a very, I, like I said, I was chasing one dream and uh, I was getting something better. It's beautiful. Yeah, That's it beautiful. really is. I'm very yeah. thankful. I'm blessed. Yeah. To, yeah. And, you know, uh, sometimes I say, I wish I was a little bit younger yeah. and realize this, but I don't know if I would have realized it when yeah. I was young. You, know, totally. you tend to realize the important things as you get older in life yeah, yeah absolutely i have no idea where it all comes from but i i have the same kind of belief inside of me that you know the things that are happening are happening at the right time the right place for the right i don't know how i don't know that you know humans can wrap their minds around why things happen the way they are and maybe it's just me trying to make sense of it all but i i say i have the same belief oh i wish i thought that you know way when i was a little younger but then that if i was a little two inches to the left or two inches to the right i would have missed that other opportunity You're that right. you know ended up being an amazing experience so yeah. i think it just it just it's there and if your eyes and your ears and your heart are open that that it just unfolds for you and and you know it's really awesome that you've been able to kind of just find a way to be of service through your gifts because it's really beautiful well time will humble you and, and yeah. it will uh it will shape your shape you if you let it. Yeah. I mean, you learn so much as you go, and you know the only bad mistake is the one you make twice. <laughs> well, you said. Know, if you learn from it, it's yeah. not a mistake yeah, the yeah. first time. You do Absolutely. it again, well, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. So, so let me ask you a question: Who who are the people who are coming here? You kind of described the people coming from around the world. Who are who are the people who are finding their way here to get married or to renew their vows? Like, love to hear your kind of. You know, you've been you've been the one at the at the front of the room and and guiding people through these experiences. Love to hear your thoughts on on who they are. Well, first, let me say that um, Jennifer Hobbs, who owns the the chapel, um, she bought it a couple of years ago. She moved here from California. She has done so much with the chapel. That's great. Uh, if you noticed when you went outside, the big steps that weren't there yeah, the last time the reception area in the back yeah. she's got a gazebo being built and she's doing landscaping and she's she's just doing everything she can to make this place um uh 
uh, as wonderful as she possibly can for the people on their day. Amazing. So I, um, I've got the easy job. I just <laughs> I show up dressed and, 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 you know, but she's done most of the work. That's and um, Amazing, Jennifer. Uh, she is. She yeah. is a wonderful human being, and I'm yeah. very thankful that when she, uh, you know, for a while there, when she bought the place, I didn't know she was going to keep doing sure. or keep me on. And yeah. I thought I was going to have to, you know, uh, find another place to go but yeah. she um she has welcomed me and and she lets me do my thing she does not uh, step on my creative side she lets me do her thing she does her thing and um the couples that come here i think they see that it's it's um it's well oiled mm, it's yeah. she i i you know we both know what's required of us and it's um you know, when they come in that door, uh, it's a job. It's we're in the job of uh, servitude. Yeah, this sure. is a you know we are providing a service for them, yeah. and it's not just any service. Yeah. It's either their wedding day, yeah. or they've been married for ten, yeah. three. I mean, I did one today, three years, uh -huh. and they were just giddy about it. Good for and them. And then I've I've done one of seventy years. <laughs> wow, amazing! And that was the most amazing thing yeah. because they uh. They had all their children there, and they were both um, elderly. But they had like one of those signs you see at the the coffee shop, you know, the, yeah. the kind that has special. It had yeah. all the things that they had done. Oh wow! And how many children? Yeah, grandchildren, huh. great grandchildren. They even had great great grandchildren. Wow! Huh. And uh, just all the things they'd done, and um, you know, uh, it's really hard in this world yeah. to make it by yourself yeah. and it's lonely yeah. and uh, we believe uh, we believe that you know two people should lean upon each other in life and, and just try to try to help one another out we believe uh, in what they what they're going to do in yeah. life together we believe in them and we we're rooting for them it's beautiful you know I don't I don't want anybody coming here and get married and then two years later, yeah, you know, I mean, I want them to have the fairy tale. I yeah, want yeah. everybody to have the fairy tale yeah. because why would you do it? Yeah. If it's just for money and just, you know, yeah. it's not worth it. I yeah. keep in touch with a lot of people that I've uh, got to be in their life for yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah. And um, it's, it, I'm just so thankful and so blessed. I've got friends, you know, all over the world now. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's uh, and I've learned that everybody, when you stand behind that pulpit and you see them two looking at each other, yeah. you know it's going to be okay. They're yeah. going to they're going to they're going to conquer the world together. Yeah. They're going to put each other first. Yeah. They're going to compromise when they have to. Yeah. But they're going to love one another. Yeah. And you know, life without love, you yeah. know, it's, it's beautiful, man. You know, it wouldn't be very good. Yeah. So. And is everybody welcome here? All people of all backgrounds, oh, yes. of all different everybody. faiths yep. and faiths, preferences, preferences. Yeah, we are not. Um, we don't judge. Yeah, we uh, we love people. Yeah, we we just love on people. That's uh, great. We do um, we do all kinds of marriages. We've had uh, we've had uh, Jewish weddings. Yeah. We've had non-religious weddings. Yeah. We've had big religious weddings. Yeah. We've had short and sweet. Yeah. We've had same-sex marriages. That's so I mean, beautiful. we don't. Um, you know, that's not our. That's not yeah. Yeah. who we are. Yeah. We we don't. You know, we see two people in love, 
and they want to spend the rest of their life together. Yeah. And we do our part so they can have that. That's beautiful. So really beautiful. So I got a, a few uh, closing questions. Okay. It's a bit of a closing tradition. So we've managed to do lots of these interviews with okay. fabulously interesting people such as yourself. But we asked the same three questions to wrap up each okay. interview. And the goal here is, you know, we're looking back like you over the years. You look back and you listen to those podcasts. And maybe there are some themes to some of the questions if we ask the same questions. And, and maybe there's something that there's a listener out there who hears your response to one of these questions and, and they can relate and it really helps them. So I'm setting you up to ask you the <laughs> okay. uh, last three questions. I've never done a podcast it's before. No, you're, doing, you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great. So uh, if you were looking back on your career uh, and reflecting on the adversity that you've faced, what was the single most significant adversity you faced in your career? Believing in myself that I was good enough to uh, for these people, and I always wanted to make sure they got the very best. I'm always I'm a perfectionist. I don't believe in doing anything half. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do the very best. That's why the jumpsuits are the very best. And I, you know, everything that I do, I have to, I have to do it, not for myself, but I'm doing it for others. I have to have the hair right, and I have to have the jumpsuit right, and I have to have the voice right, everything right. And that's, because um, it's an illusion. You're yeah. creating an illusion for these people yeah. on their day. And they know I'm not Elvis. <laughs> but, I mean, anybody does. But for the most part, I'm an Elvis tribute artist. Yeah. And when you, when you do a tribute, it's a tribute. It's not a mockery. Yeah. Got, and I'm always, uh, always studying, watching. I don't watch. People ask me, have you seen the movie? I'm like, nope. Yeah. I made it a point a long time ago. Yeah. I don't watch anybody do Elvis but yeah. Elvis. Yeah. You know, and maybe Kurt Russell. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah. But that's because it's Kurt Russell. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I don't watch anybody but him and listen to him. And if you go out in my car right now, you'll see, you know, uh, there's no CDs except for, well, Gatlin's and Elvis. So. That's beautiful. And some Orbison. But for the most part, yeah. Beautiful. I just try to, that's been the hardest part is that um, uh, I know this is what I was supposed to do deep down. Yeah. We have the same middle name. This was my nickname growing up yeah. when in the 80s. Yeah. If you ever seen the Rat Pack, yeah. that was the 80s. Yeah. I was more like the Anthony Michael Hall character. Okay. okay. So when the Judd Nelson, or is it Judd Nelson? Yeah. Is that who's in it? Yeah. Uh, you know, the bully. Yeah. They knock my books out and say, pick them up, Elvis, or, you know, whatever. And so a lot of times uh, it was um, uh, just finding the strength and the fortitude to keep doing it, though I doubted myself. Because everybody else said you could do it, but I didn't. You know, I was always very critical. I'm very, uh, I'm just a perfectionist when it comes to my craft. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's maybe not surprisingly fairly common for people to have that self-doubt and it's sort of something that you need to learn how to deal with yeah. and and keep at bay so that you can go and, and flourish right it also keeps me humble yeah you know i don't ever want to be that guy who's cocky and arrogant yeah. and I, that's yeah. that's the most um unattractive trait that yeah. i find in human beings you know yeah. and you can't love people when you're when you 
feel that way about yourself. Totally. You got to love others for, you know, go, you know, just love on others like you'd want to be loved. And, um, and like I said, I, 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 I think it gives me a little buffer there. Yeah. You know, that says, Hey, pull back a little bit, you know, or go for, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a way I can balance. Amazing. You know. And you sort of alluded to this, but the, the second question then is, how did you overcome that? How did you overcome that adversity? I'm not a religious person, yeah. but I'm very spiritual. Yeah. And I believe I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm. And the human part of me is weak, but the spiritual part of me is very strong. Because mm. the physical part, you take the physical part and you love, I mean, it's, it's more of a physical thing, but if you love from the spirit, it's a spiritual thing, and um, I just, uh, you know, we all, during the daytime, we talk to ourselves, you know, <laughs> or we, or, and we, uh, I've told myself time and time again, uh, like you said earlier, how things have just led you yeah. to it, and I look back, and all the hints, <laughs> and all the right, I mean, yeah. It don't matter where I'm at, it happens, and there's little signs that says you're doing what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Have you, I'm, I'm really learning about, you know, s surrender, the power of surrender. It's and, hard. And active surrender, yeah. which means that you have a role to play in letting things go, and you have a role to play in in you know believing that things are going to go the way you want them to go and it's a yeah it's a it's a it's a balance it's a it's a discipline and it's a practice just like believing in yourself and and keeping yourself mentally and physically healthy and surrounding yourself with with love and and giving love but yeah active surrender it's that's something that's you know sounds when you said that that's what popped into my head so and just uh doing it and staying uh staying persistent Perseverance yeah. is, there's so many times in life you want to give up, and that's just, um, it's not really an option. Yeah. We're only given so much time. Yeah. And you do what you can, uh, as much as you can, whatever good you can do while you're here. Absolutely. And hope that it has a lasting impact, because, uh, you know, I don't believe love ever dies. Yeah. And um, I think if you love on people, and you treat them uh, like you would want to be treated uh, I think they they appreciate that and I think uh, you know um, they'll call you in a year and say y'all want to do a podcast <laughs> <You know? Absolutely. laughs> all right last question and I'll get you out of here on this one okay so knowing that that was the adversity that you faced and how you're overcoming it what have you learned that you apply to the rest of your life and your career, specifically from overcoming that kind of belief in yourself? Well, I listen to the people that are smarter than me. Mm. I've always, um, you know, we don't learn anything on our own. We learn it from watching others. Everybody copies somebody, you know. Yeah. So in my job, I'm copying somebody. Yeah. So I, I've l listened to what, some famous people have told me. I've listened to what a lot of non-famous people have told me. And it's, it's basically work hard, be honest, treat others the way you want to, yeah. want to be treated. Uh, love your craft because it's a part of you. Mm. It's a part of your spirit. Yeah. You can't separate it. 
you yeah. tell a painter they can't paint yeah. or a dancer they can't dance, they'll go crazy. Mm. So I'll, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm going to entertain people. I'm going to love on people. But I've taken, I've taken, uh, you know, when you're younger, criticism hurts your feelings. Yeah. When you're older, you're like, ah, oh, I get yeah. it. You yeah. know? And there's, there's never a wrong time to listen. There's always a wrong time to talk, but there's never a wrong time to listen to others because everybody, there's, you've learned so much in your life a certain way and then they've learned and you, you know, you just advice, good advice will go a long way if you listen and, and you hear what they say. And I've, I've made this a point to not be a star or search for fame or want anything like that. Honestly, I did want that when I was younger. Yeah. But like I said earlier, you get older, you learn, you lose, uh, and uh, you're giving something better. You know, um, I uh, I think that uh, just uh, watching and listening to others that uh, do what I want to do for a living, I've learned from them, listening yeah. to them. You know, it's yeah. just um, you know, it's. Uh, a lot of listening and a lot of you know just taking it all in trying not to uh, uh, always listen to myself but listen to others amazing you know, you know well hey thank you thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing your space thank you for your vulnerability thank you for putting together those pretty incredible ceremonies and experiences for all the people who come through the Rhinestone Wedding Chapel uh, you know, you kind of you you said it at the beginning in a in a humble way that it sounds like you're important, but you're really important, and you nailed it. The you know weddings or celebrations of number of years together, uh, you know, being inclusive, creating a sense of belonging, creating a safe space for people, you know, and and giving them a really beautiful experience at an important time in their life. You know that that's if that's something they can look back on when times are difficult then what you're doing is really really monumental in people's lives so thank you wow. thank you and we always wrap the podcast up by saying hey if there's anybody who made it all the way to the end of this interview first of all thank you thanks for sticking with us thank you very much but, yeah. but secondly you know we always want to wish you luck and journey on your road ahead you know wherever your path takes you you know you got this it's a, it's a it's a difficult place to be some days but there's a lot of people out there who love on you and care about you and uh, and keep going because uh, it's worth it so thank you again Wes Aaron thank you again uh, for the rhinestone wedding chapel you know uh, being the host for this podcast and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon thank you sir thank All you right. very much No Reservation has been produced by Amanda Christine and is a Joe Baker & Co. production. Check us out at www.thejoebaker.com.